Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. Today's episode is with the Buffalo Way podcast. It's Russ Collins and Britton Wesson, who are two guys who put together this concept called the Buffalo Way. You're going to love this episode and absolutely check out their podcast. Again, the Buffalo Way podcast, you can find it on pretty much any podcast platform. We'll be talking about quite a bit of some pretty important stuff today, not just for your professional journey, but especially your leadership and really your approach to life. Stay tuned. Here comes your good advice. Hey, thanks for checking out another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. Today, I have not one guest. I have two guests on the podcast. In fact, it's another podcast. It's the Buffalo Way Podcast, which, by the way, before I even tell you what this is, you need to close out this podcast. Go find the Buffalo <laughs> Way Podcast, and you need to hit that subscribe button. Don't listen to this episode. You need to go listen to an episode over there because here's the deal. I have listened to this podcast. It blows my mind. It's two guys who have grabbed onto this concept of how everyone can make an impact, whether that's in work, whether that's out of work. We're talking about leadership. We're talking about influence. I have Britton and Russ with me today, the two hosts of the Buffalo Way podcast. Fellas, thank you for joining me today. Blake, we're excited to be here. Thanks for letting us come on the show, man. Blake, oh, man, thanks so much. Um, been listening to yours. Love yes. yours. You're a good friend, and uh, we're grateful to be on with you, man. Well, we're going to enjoy the journey of three different people all trying to talk at the same time. <laughs> which is we can do joy. it. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Let's it's go for it. Conference calling. but um, That's right. So, so let me um, just for, you know, I already like talked a little bit about the podcast in terms of what the listeners need to go do and check out, but... I listen to y'all's, man, there's, there's something like vibrant about y'all's brand in the sense of Russ, uh, and this is Russ Collins and Britton Wesson, I knew their full names. Yep. Russ, you had put out a, and Britton, you and I never talked before, Russ, mm. you had put out a post that said, man, it, it was like a coming soon post. <laughs> and right. it was a picture of a buffalo, and it said the Buffalo Way podcast. And then there was some kind of energy about it that I instantly was like, okay, I'm I'm interested in this. Like, yeah. There's something about this that, and I don't know what it was, but then when you guys put out the first episode and Britton, you were talking about kind of like the nonchalantness of how this concept came about. Yeah. I am all in on this. Talk a little bit to the audience. You know, what is the podcast? How did it come about? You know, let's, let's add some context here. Yeah. Without, you know, giving too much away because uh, really the story is on the podcast uh, episode one, by the way. And, uh, but it really, it really, I mean, I mean, really the best way I can describe this is, a just a, we stumbled onto this thing and it was birthed out of a, a talk that I gave at work. Uh, I'm, I'm with a group called Toastmasters uh, at, at work and I had, 
I, I gave my first speech there about a year or so ago, back in December of 2018. And like it, it dealt with the concepts that we're working with now. Uh, but the, in, the name of the speech was called icebreaker. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, I'll write this speech and I'll give it. And it's centered around kind of what I love about the, the Buffalo uh, and it's my favorite animal and, and of strength, resilience, and completely useful. And I just kind of challenged my audience as we were leaving December of 2018, going into January of 2019, you know, what kind of individual do you want to be? And I, I couldn't get it out of my head. It kept rolling around. And then I pitched an idea to Russ and we like, Hey, let's run with it. And, <laughs> and we did this, we did this kind of a one night conference retreat thing with some of the guy leadership in young life. And it just, it boomed yeah. and it took off. Yeah. So it really was kind of this, we didn't go looking for it. I certainly didn't go looking for it. Um, I was just, just trying to complete my first speech in my uh, leadership training platform through Toastmasters. Really, I had, that's, I mean, it's really kind of an accident. And you know what, Blake, I think the, the biggest thing with Britain is he's got energy, you know, like he's gonna, he's gonna bring it every day. And, and uh, man, uh, from getting to know him over the last couple of years, uh, I knew that his story was really special. And, uh, you know, I think something resonated within both of us. We we're kind mm -hmm. of in a phase of life where we just recognized that we had a little bit of background that's similar, that we felt like we can make an impact with yeah. uh, some of our experiences. And, and uh, I think for us, you know, you know how it is, man, when you get excited about something, you just want um, you want to sort of go all in. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's for us. And, and, uh, I feel like the best ideas sometimes come over lots of cop cups of coffee, you know, and, <laughs> and like, that's what we did. And, and we thought maybe we have something here. Maybe people will listen, maybe not, but we're still going to do it because we like it, you know, and it's fun. Yeah. And, and so here, here we are. We were thinking, man, if we could grab, you know, five, 10 listeners, <laughs> we're killing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's been wild. Well, so and, and to go ahead and uh I was gonna spoil for the audience that what happened was you guys like wrestled a buffalo. <laughs> the name. No the buffaloes yeah. wrestled, man. None. <laughs> yeah, yes, no buffaloes no. were harmed in the journey. No, none at all. So so why a podcast? I mean, what you know, as opposed to I mean, I, I guess you guys could have, you know, become traveling speakers, but you chose a <laughs> podcast and yeah. you know, how how did that vision come about? I think um it's we just felt like it would be fun to do. Yeah, uh, we absolutely. feel like we do know that that a lot of people, uh, you know, where I work in my office, we have a lot of people that do listen to podcasts, um, and so they're very popular with some of the folks that I work with. And Russ just kind of said, "Man, we need to do a podcast," and we we never sat down to write a format. It's just kind of we're you know going back and forth with this thing. We thought maybe it'd be cool to get some guests, but. But I think the idea of the podcast was because somebody, it's very accessible to people. Um, it's very easy to create content, I guess, for a podcast. I mean, in the sense of, uh, for us, it's just about kind of telling our experiences. And I know the first four episodes were easier for us because we had some good stuff talking about strength, resilience, and being completely useful. And But the podcast idea was just something that I, I've kind of always wanted to do one. 
And Russ was like, man, we need to do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. <laughs> well, and, and, and I was too, like, let's like, go. And too, like, to, to Britton's point, like, we both have full-time jobs, you know, like we, we, we're working and we can't, you know, for us, like we had no, no, um, sort of set in stone format of the mm. way that we wanted to deliver content. But then we drew on some of our past experiences, both Britton and I have experience in, you know, audio production and different things like that. And so it just kind of naturally made sense for us to put a couple microphones in front of our face and, <laughs> and yeah. start talking talk and, about stuff and, you know, um, bat around these ideas. So, and two, you know, man, we've got families and, and, uh, and so, you know, for that delivery, when it comes to broadcast and to an audience, you know, like Britton said, I mean, there's segments of people that all their content that they do is done audio or video. And so, yeah. you know, I think to, to do what we're doing now is just makes sense technology wise where we are. You know? it, it felt very natural to say, yeah. Hey, let's do a podcast. It's pretty easy. And mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and you've probably heard also in the podcasting world, how, you know, people's, um, I almost said addiction to podcasts, which some people are. They're like, <laughs> it is, man. Deep podcast <laughs> listeners. But I've seen statistics that talk about how the average podcast listener, like someone who listens at least once a week, will consume at least 40 minutes of a podcast episode mm-hmm. compared to like a YouTube watcher who will only watch something like five minutes before they move on to the next. Yeah. So like the yeah. retention in terms of people's commitment, and I guess because it's audio, uh, but you guys have definitely chosen a great, I guess, format to get your message out. Well, you know, um, Blake, it's funny that you say that. I kind of geek out about that kind of stuff. Like when we first started doing this, uh, I had no idea the tools that were available to people if they, you know, if they were going to put this on a server and, you know, have a host and those types of things. And there's, there's those tools involved with analytics where, as you know, you're speaking to entrepreneurs, startups, business owners all the time, which it's all in the data, right? Mm -hmm. Everything's in the data. And so as we began to put content together and put it on with really no idea what the expectation would be, um, when you start looking at it, that you can actually see when people start dropping off of your show, you can start diving into the analytics of how long you can hold someone's attention and okay, what was I saying there? How was I, what were, what were my, what were my cues for this person to feel like it's the end of the show? You know, like just weird things like that. Yeah. Um, I'm just fascinated by, and so that just kind of gives us this internal motivation. We even talked about it this morning in our morning meeting, like, man, we, um, we can pay attention to this stuff and like, you know, do this in a, in a way that, um, people are going to pay attention and, mm-hmm. and, and consume some content driving down the road. And, you know, well, you've, you've, you so you've started kind of sharing this content and you've kind of validated in the sense of like, okay, people are listening to this. Like there's, right. there's some energy about it. You know, I mean, you're, the whole premise of your podcast is a Buffalo. <laughs> what, what do you think people are really like clinging on to? Cause it's, it's a Buffalo, but it's not just a Buffalo, right? right? Like there's and like, I, I, I described this a little bit when I first started tuning in, there's like this energy about it. That's really, um, there's a tangibility there. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think people are really, how, how are they being fed from your podcast? That's making them be like, yes, I need to follow these guys more often. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I hope that they would see like in the title, the, the Buffalo way. And so 
I guess what I would want them to see is that this is not just your normal run of the mill leadership style podcast. We're just kind of rehashing things that maybe other people have said or things, whatever. We are, we're actively trying to put this into our own families, uh, that it's, it's really a, a way to live by that it's something that can maybe hopefully change some things in your life for the good. And uh, like I ran into a guy yesterday uh, taking my son to soccer and I ran into a friend of mine. He had left a review on iTunes and his name was there. And I said, Hey man, thanks for the really appreciate the review and, and you know, the rating. And he goes, he goes, man, it's a great podcast. I'm really getting some stuff out of it. I didn't have a chance to go into with him and say, well, tell me exactly what you're getting out of it. But, what I, what I hear from that and from that particular listener is that these are simple things that I can grab onto that I can learn from. Um, and so I hope they would see like the Buffalo way. And when we, when I send uh, some of our product through the mail, uh, I like to put a handwritten letter with it and we say, Hey, look, I really hope that every time you wear this shirt or you see this sticker that you're encouraged to be strong, resilient, and completely useful to someone today. So it's kind of like this real life in the moment looking out for situations to be those three things to someone or one of those things to someone in their world at that moment. And so it's really an encouraging thing for us to say, this is how we want to try to help you live each day, live each moment. Yeah, it feels like there's a, uh, a bit of a, um, a magic behind the tangibility of what you guys are talking about. Uh, and here's what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of leadership advice today is, it, it's not that it's superficial. It's it's just that it's like, what do I do with that? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very, and, and maybe the word's vague, but like mm-hmm. we, we have these really motivational leadership quotes, but then it's like, well, do I, am I a leader if I don't have like the title? Do yeah. I, you know, what do I actually, you guys even talked about like with your family, like, okay, what is that? What does that mean for me to lead my family? Like, am I ordering people around? Am I, mm-hmm. and it, it feels like you guys have kind of nailed this sort of, there's an action ability. There's the word I keep thinking of is practicability, mm-hmm. whatever that word is. You know, as I'm listening, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm seeing, you know, for example, being completely useful, you know, and uh, Russ, I think, I think maybe you had told the story of a guy, maybe you were sharing it with a, a Young Life group. And, the, and for the listeners, maybe aren't familiar, Young Life's a nonprofit, profit, it's national and they have summer camp. Uh, throughout the summers, but you talked about a guy who was volunteering his time and he heard this concept and his time had elapsed. He was ready to go home. Yeah. Thinking about this completely useful bit. He was mm-hmm. like, Hey, I'm going to stay on another week or two or however long it was. Yeah. Work in the kitchen and like do dishes. Cause y'all, there was a need for yeah. someone. And it, it was like, there was like this, you know, again, this very actionable go do in terms of the leadership space rather than just these really, um, you know, inspirational <laughs> yeah. concepts. Well, I, right. I think what, I think, um, what is so interesting about what you're saying, Blake, is this is, you know, leadership comes from a place of, I, I of, of helping someone. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously we all hear if you're a leader, if you've got some people following you, but also we, we look at it from a perspective of who's going to take the initiative here, you know? And um, I think the story of, of what you just referenced is, is perfect. And anybody that's listening would identify, you know, there are some things that 
you know, whether I'm, if I'm on a team or if I'm, I'm leading, you know, uh, a business or, or whatever, that there's just some things that you, you do well. And so what we're trying to do is help people identify what is it that I really do well and what am I passionate about? And I'm just going to do those because I can bet on those things because guess what? I'm pretty good at them. And, um, and so what we're trying to help people do is take and have some inspiration to just do the things that they're, they're good at and that they feel comfortable doing over and over and over again consistently. Um, and like yeah. Michael, like this guy at camp, Michael, that we've, you talked about, he was, uh, he, he was great at what he was doing and he wanted to keep doing it. And so he had the encouragement to do so. And so that's really the concept that we're trying to help people grasp onto, which is that, well, I think people I can identify with, well, I can do that. I don't have to, I can just keep the skills yeah. that I have. Of course we got to learn new skills. New, yeah. <laughs> of course right. we can learn new skills. That takes a lot of time though. Hmm. What could you do with what you have right now? You know, hmm. so. Yeah. Brent, I thought I, you were going to add something. That's why. <laughs> yeah, no, Brent it's was just the no, epic, epic <laughs> moment. Now Russ Here he is, comes. He's <laughs> leaning in. Let's go. Yeah, I'm leaning in. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, and what I love what Russ was saying is that you know, um, we 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 see these big speakers on stage. We see these guys throwing out these quotes and these books, and sometimes we consume this information and it's just like drinking from a fire hose and we kind of go, man, what do I do with all this stuff? Which point do I implement first? What do I do here? You know, not again, not that we're experts, but we just kind of go, what do I have right now where I'm at with who I'm with? You know, how can I make their day better? Even if it comes down to just, you know what? I'm going to call that barista by name because they have a name tag on and that's, her name is Sharon. And hey, Sharon, thanks for making my coffee this morning. I've worked in retail, man. For people to call you by your name, they look at your name tag. That's an incredible deal. And if we can use these principles to help people go, look, you've got this ability. You have these skills. Yes, learn new things. Always be a student. But if you're just in your, if you begin to see your every day as an opportunity to lead, encourage, maybe make somebody's day at work a little bit better, do it. That's what we're about. <laughs> that would be what we would say the Buffalo way is. Lead, lead with what you've got, with who you're with, where you're at, because you have the skills to do it and, and you have the mindset to do it. And we want to help you kind of foster that and grow that. Um, like I said, even if it's just little things like calling your, you know, you, you go to Lowe's, Hey, Dan, I'm looking for this. That all of a sudden brings that relationship down. It brings that down to a real level of person talking to person. And yeah, man, it's right over here. Whatever. It's just, uh, it, it's just everyday things. It, it sounds like there's a, a huge level of intentionality with what you guys yes, are talking about. Absolutely. And it, it definitely, it feels like, and there's, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, <laughs> I'm not anti-stage speakers or no, anything. No, 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 no. We, we learn a lot from them. Yeah, and these things are great. Yeah. But, but I do know that a lot of times when we talk about leadership and we talk about influence, where our mind goes is to the mm -hmm. stage. And we yes. think about, you know, um, quote, our shoulder partner, or if you're, you know, if you work in, a, yeah. in an open floor, uh, work floor where you have, you know, cubicles, you don't always think about literally the person right next to you. A lot of times nope. when we think about leadership, we think about 
well, I'm not the manager, I'm mm-hmm. not the owner, I'm not right. the, and we lose that, that the simpleness of what you're talking about of the intentionality of the person yeah. who's literally one touch away from you. Yeah. Absolutely. So you talk about the simplicity of it, Blake. Um, so back in the summer of what year is this? This is 2020. I still don't know. Um, <laughs> summer of 2019. So this last summer we had our, you call it vacation Bible school at our church and my, uh, my wife was leading it. And so she said, Hey, could you pull all the boys together that are coming to vacation Bible school together for a, kind of a guy thing? It's like, yeah, absolutely. So I pulled them together. I was like, well, I'm going to teach him Buffalo way. I want to see how simple this thing really is. <laughs> and I'm not kidding, man. I had five-year-old boys in there up to like seven, eight, nine-year-old, right? Uh-huh. And I just taught them what it means to be strong, resilient, and useful. And so I was like, well, I want to give them something. So I went to Hobby Lobby and I bought these little wooden square things. They're just real thin, like balsa wood kind of things. And I bought a red buffalo stamp. I found a stamp that had a full-bodied a full buffalo on it. And I'd stamped like 30 of them and I gave it to each boy. And a, a couple of months ago, I had one of our little guys uh, come up to me. He's like five. He goes, Mr. Britton, this is after church. I got to tell you something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was like, what's, what's up, man? He goes, he goes, I still have my Buffalo stamp on my nightstand. I said, <laughs> really? I said, well, what does that mean? He goes, to be strong, resilient, and completely useful. That's right. Man, I was blown away. I was like, man, we are really on to something that's simple, that really, man, any age level gets, man. And that at that moment, when I heard little dude at church <laughs> do that, I was like, oh my gosh. Well, this thing I, is real. I, I, Blake, I, I get pumped up about this kind of stuff, man, because here's the deal. Think about if... Every single organization on the face of the planet had people within their organization that just wanted to do whatever it takes to win. Mm. I can only imagine what it would ha- what would happen. And they get this inspiration to not just climb into positions, but to create uh, new ways of positioning. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I, I get pumped up like you think from government to commerce to you know whatever it is leading families leading if everyone thought i'm gonna be as useful as i could possibly be yeah absolutely what would happen i don't know i have no idea but i bet it would be (laughs) epic yeah and just to be a team member that's not thinking how can i climb the corporate ladder exactly it's it's how can i how can i just encourage and lead uh, those around me. I don't have to be sitting in the fancy office. I'm sitting no. right here in this cubicle, you know, and how can I be that to somebody today? Because mm. I think today in, in, in today's world, it's a lot of it is about if you want to get noticed, be a real authentic individual who cares about the people around him or her as much or maybe more than you care about the organization. Because I think when you begin to care about those around you that you work with, you really do care about the organization. You think about, I think you care about the most important part of the organization. And, um, you know, I'm going to quote Michael Scott from the office. <laughs> Excellent. As, as goofy <laughs> as that guy was, as goofy as his character was, there were moments of brilliance in his character. 
And I remember from the very first season, one of the very first episodes, he said, he said this, and I don't remember the context, what he, what he was talking about. The whole story didn't make sense. It was goofy. And it was just totally Michael Scott. But he makes this point. He goes, the most important part of a business is not the business. It's the people. Hmm. And so I think I've always thought, man, that's a great quote from just a complete television idiot. <laughs> and, but I think when we begin to help people, if we begin to live in such a way where we are helping and encouraging and just quietly leading, quietly leading, not making a big show out of it, you know, don't worry about your 15 minutes of fame, just quietly lead those around you. I think that gets noticed. I think that gets respected. And I think that helps uh, the organization as a whole. And again, it goes back to look at simple and anybody can do this. It, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to have all this massive skill set. It's just living outside of yourself um, and being those things to other people. So, so what's, what's the disconnect? Because everything you're saying, I think every listener, I mean, I think you could even, you could do this talk at any company in the world. And I don't think a single person is going to say, you know, let's think about the strong, resilient, um, and then uh, fully useful. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to say, eh, I want to be weak. Eh, yeah, I want <laughs> to just crumble. I don't want to be resilient. You know, eh, mm-hmm. I want to be mildly useful. No one's going to say that. I think everyone latches on and says yes to these three concepts. But what's the disconnect? Like what hmm. keeps people from That's actually... A it's a really good question, you know, Blake. Yeah. I think we think about that all the time and it, it keeps me up at night. But honestly, when I think about, um, I think all three of us at one point in our life have led teams and we've looked at team members and we had hoped things for them that they, they either uh, never saw for themselves mm-hmm. or uh, never realized or, or just flat out didn't do, right? Um, but I think... I think what it comes comes down to is two things. One, giving yourself permission to to be those three things. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a leader, giving your people permission to be those three things and not feeling threatened by mm-hmm. the by the move that they make to be those three things. Yeah. And so it takes a a whole lot, right, of humility um but more so, it, it takes in that intentional um, sort of, you can grow into this, and I see this in you, and you have permission to be those three things. Like you said, like people aren't, aren't looking from, from a standpoint of, I, I'm, I'm going to be the opposite of those things. It's mm-hmm. just, what, what happens if I do those things? Like, yeah. am I going to, you know, uh, what, am I going to be looked at, looked, you know, am I going to be, am I going to get more work? Am I, you know, like, <laughs> what's the deal? If I start doing this, am I going to have, you know, what's the payoff for me? Um, but uh, anyway, I don't know what else you, you may add to that B, but. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, um, you know, I think people might uh, respond in, in, in fear. What is this? If I step out to be, this kind of a soft, quiet leader to this coworker, uh, are they going to accept it? Or are they going to reject it? Uh, I think fear of rejection plays into it a lot. Um, I think uh, thinking of the questions of, and this is kind of the difference between Russ and I. Russ is on this, on this um, 
really thinks kind of more on this on on, on the business side of things because he's very incredibly gifted and skilled at that. And I tend to think along the soft skills of things. And so I think I think people also think of they they the fear of rejection. I think they deal with um, the fear of am I good enough? Am I really? Can I really do this? Am I really this kind of person? Um, and so they may think, I don't, is it, I can't do that. It's, it, there's no way it can be that simple. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, and so I think those are some things that might play into it. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I, I think you guys, what do you think Blake? <laughs> yeah. What do you think Blake? <laughs> Let me just repeat what you said and I'll sound really smart, <laughs> but uh, I think you nail it. I mean, I think to be, <laughs> when you don't, when you don't have that position to like, step into that. I think there's a lot of mental game of like, you know, who's going to tell me like, you know, what gives you the right or who, you know, what made right. you king and, or, or queen or whatever. And so I, I do think there's a bit of a fear of rejection. And then um, Russ on the flip side, what you said about the boss, man, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of comfort to let your mm-hmm. people run with, well, yeah. with control and passion. And, mm-hmm. you know, I remember I, I had worked on a, a process in my organization and I gave I gave my people the keys to revise this process. Mm-hmm. And one guy just totally revamped it. Like, <laughs> I didn't recognize it. But what he turned it into was so good. Oh, my gosh. But you know yeah. what's funny? I still felt down in me. I was like, man, I feel kind of, I mean, this guy, <laughs> he, I gave him an inch and he really did take a mile. I mean, he like, yeah. Ran with yeah. This thing. yeah. But, but I had to, and I don't think I'm an ego driven leader, but I could still feel that in me. Absolutely. And I felt this need to suppress that because I was like, this is, this is the potential that's been unlocked mm-hmm. by, you know, saying no to myself. And I, I don't yeah. know if a lot of leaders, it's, it's a tough, it's, it's tough to walk that out, I think. Well, yeah. and I, I think in your line of work too, Blake, you probably walk into situations where you, you, you've given people some simple steps to sort of give, give things away you know, especially in the startup space, mm-hmm. in the, you know, in the cash flow space. Right. And you're, you're like, I want to pull my hair out right now. How simple can this be? But the, it's almost like the person with the idea that starts with the idea, they're the one who's going to take most possession of it. And they're going to sort of, uh, you know, have this affiliation to it. Well, um, it's, but, it's identity, right? Like it's, it is. Yeah. yeah. It becomes, it becomes who you are. Right. And I, I think, I think what we're, what we're tapping into is here is that, um, if, if there's this big idea that you have there, it, you are so limited. If, if we can all think big picture, which is really hard to do, but if we can all think big picture, then we could say more, more is better. More ideas are better. There's a better process, um, and not get stuck you know, in that, in that thought process, which I think trips up so many entrepreneurs and startups that they just get stuck mm-hmm. and they, 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 they hold on to this thing that, that we all know could be better from the outside, but they're mm-hmm. just unwilling to let it go, you know? Mm. Well, and you know, it's, it's, you know, going back to identity, it's, there's a lot of pride that comes in being, oh, being the person, you know, <laughs> yeah. yes. to, be, to be able to say, I'm the guy. <laughs> oh, of course. Yes. There is. Um, you know, I, I think, um, what's crazy on my end, and I, and I know you guys have seen this, you know, from the comment of like wanting to pull my hair out, you know, this stuff is very simple, but I've just, I've just learned that some people cannot separate 
their own personal um, identity and value mm-hmm. around like, where the organization needs to go. And it's exactly what you guys are talking about, you know, being intentional and taking the focus off of you. Yep. Thinking about the person who's next to you. I mean, think about today's, today's Monday, you know, people out there who are swamped to take the focus off myself on a Monday and think about, I wonder how that person is doing and how I can help mm-hmm. that person. That's, that's not, it almost feels like that's something that has to be trained and retrained and grown into being an actual habit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think for us, which, you know, a lot of this stuff that maybe we would encourage people to do is, you know, it's not, it doesn't take a lot of time out of your day. You know, um, it can be your whole day. It could be literally three minutes out of your day. Um, this is just kind of a thing of, you know, it's simple. Anybody can do it. And it doesn't, um, it may cost you something. It may not. Um, but it's all about, you know, how is this, having that thought of how is this going to make this person a better part of the team? Mm-hmm. So. Well, and you even mentioned like writing the card when you're sending out the awesome Buffalo way swag that people need to go. Heck yes. Pick up Absolutely. Right now. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> but um, even like the handwritten note, and I see that a lot like in the customer service space mm-hmm. of the businesses who tend to retain customers are the ones who, I mean, how, I mean, think about it, a card, especially like one of those little, um, the pack of cards you can buy. I mean, the individual card is like 30 cents. Yeah. It takes two seconds to write it. But, um, you know, maybe our culture today <sighs> just doesn't know how to, how to embrace, you know, that kind of patience to just take 10 more seconds and actually, <laughs> it's even like, here's another thing to think about whenever I call <laughs> someone like from the retail perspective, Instead of saying, hey, I need this, I always start with, hey, how are you today? And you can always tell the person who's yeah. like, uh, you know, who is this? Like, what's going on? Today? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it only takes, I mean, that's, that's literally, you know, five words. I mean, it's, it's nothing. But it's hard sometimes for us to interrupt, I guess, the pacing and the process to mm-hmm. actually be that mindful of other people. Well, we, we, uh, we have taken so much of, of personal space out of every business transaction. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what we're discovering to Blake through listening to people that give us a little bit of feedback on the podcast, on the show, you know, what we're doing, overwhelmingly, they say, you know, what's really happening here is I feel like we're all just sitting down and we're having a conversation. Mm. And what if our team meetings look like that? Mm-hmm. You know, what if our interactions with customers looked like that? Like mm-hmm. as salespeople, what if you actually went into an office and held an authentic conversation with a potential customer? What would happen? Well, you'd probably become friends. <laughs> and eventually, eventually you might do business together. But guess mm-hmm. what? You've got a relationship. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we've we've you know, gosh, it's worn out. I'm, I'm, I'm saying stuff that's wailed, but it's so true. And it's going to get worse if we don't try to push against it. But mm-hmm. transactional business uh, in and of itself is over. It has to be. Right. Um, yeah. But, uh, but we've, we've fallen into this trap and if we could just get out of it and, and just be personal for once, man, it'd be fun. Yeah. And that, that takes me back. Um, there's a, another business, kind of leadership podcast I listen to. It's by Blake Benz. Oh. <laughs> and um, he had an episode a couple of weeks ago. It's like episode 84 or something. I don't remember. But something that stuck out to me that 
that Blake, and he's an incredible business mind. He knows all this. He's got just incredible knowledge dripping everywhere, man. Thanks, man. And, <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't um, tell, but, you didn't pay us. Blake's not no, paying no. us to say this yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, Blake <laughs> hadn't paid us a dime. <laughs> not yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> but something you said on this podcast, uh, and it was, it was very profound. It's very simple. Understanding, and then, again, this is business 101, but I also think it's life 101 because mm. in Young Life, they tell anybody who comes on as a volunteer leader or staff, hey, when you meet a new kid, we want you to learn how to earn the right to be heard. Mm. And you had made a comment on your podcast, um, and it was, I think it was the, the five don'ts of doing business or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and you had, yeah. <laughs> and it's, a, it's, it's a great, simple, time-tested advice. Get understand the needs of the customer first, and I think that's where we have disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's when we go in to make a sale, we want to make a presentation, or we want to do this or that. We start pitching, "Hey, here's what I bring to the table. Here's why I'm here. Here's why you need to do business with me." I don't think any, I don't think nowadays people want to hear that. They want to go look. Here's my problem, and it's just and what that does, Blake, and what you told us to do on that podcast is, man, build a relationship with these folks, you know, really understand where they are, earn the right to be heard, um, and get to know what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I remember when I worked at a certain big box, uh, home improvement store for about a year. <laughs> um, I worked in the outdoor power equipment, outdoor lawn garden. And, uh, one of the things that I was in our department was grass seed. And I had a customer come in and I would always shake their hands. And I, I don't say any of this to say, look at me, I'm the model yeah. of customer service and retail, but this is just what I did. I shake their hands. Hey, how's it going today? What do you need? Um, and they're like, man, I'm having problems with, with this part of my yard. Okay. Well, I remember, I remember this particular conversation and I said, you know what? Buy this product, but here's what you need to get. You need to go to, uh, one of your local coffee shops. And a lot of times they will give you bags of used coffee grounds because this customer had yellow spots in his yard. And I said, take that bag and just put coffee grounds on it. Used coffee grounds. If you don't want to do that, just use it from your coffee maker, but put used coffee grounds on the yellow spots. And within a few days, they're going to green up because there's natural stuff in that that reacts. Well, I, I didn't sell any grass seed that day. I told this guy to go somewhere else to get what he needed. But it was free for him to do that. Turns out he comes back later. He goes, <laughs> hey, that worked. What do you have now that I can use to fill that space with, that I can do in other parts of my yard? <laughs> I gained a customer. Now let's do it. Knowledge, yeah. you know. And, and so it's, I think it's just about getting on their level and just saying, hey, how's it going today? What do you need? What can I help you with? Well, and I, I remember I was listening. Maybe that was your first or second episode. I can't remember. But I remember thinking of that and that, that struck me when you shared that in your podcast because I mm-hmm. thought this is someone who understands the relationship of a customer and not just chasing the sale. And it's interesting because it feels like today, and it's another reason why I'm such a fan of your podcast is when I keep talking about and I keep railing on the fact that it's so tangible, it's because words today have lost their meaning. Yeah, like, absolutely. Here's so what true. I mean by this. Think of how many times someone says, oh yeah, we just love customer service. Mm -hmm. And yet, maybe you've been a customer there and thought, 
No, you guys are <laughs> you know, that. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> or in the sales world, you know, exactly what you just said, understand the needs of the customer. Or my favorite one is um, from like a pure sales perspective, always start with value. Mm-hmm. What does value mean? You know, in fact, I had a guy who got on the phone with me and he said, Hey, Blake, I help coaches scale their business to nine figures. And I go, <laughs> wow. nine All figures. Right. So nine. that's, that, that's like a hundred million. That's like a billion yeah. dollars. Like, what is that? And he was like, oh, oh, sorry. I meant, I meant, uh, <laughs> it's almost like he was thinking like, what's a more realistic number? And he was like, uh, seven figures. I meant seven, seven figures. figures. Okay. Well, that's go, <laughs> yeah, it's more realistic. Go, yeah. And I was like, ah, I said, well, you know, I'm actually good, man. And he was like, well, well hang on. I'm just trying to lead with value. And it no, was like, he had, it was like he had just read like a one page on how to sell <laughs> and was now like regurgitating. But I see, I see the same thing in all these areas. I mean, leadership, for example, you know, the cliche is servant leadership. Mm-hmm. And what I love about y'all's podcast and the direction you're going is you've just, you've created this energy that, and I, for me, I have no shame in calling these things 101. I have no shame in calling these things, biz, uh, you know, business basics. I was working with a company who they, people were basically quitting in mass. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, you know, we really got to get a grip on your managers. You know, we really need to start focusing on leadership and she was like, well, hang on. I've already kind of heard this whole leadership space. Like, what's like the newest take Gosh. on this? And I was like, it doesn't matter what we call it. Your, mm-hmm. people, your people are quitting, right? And so I love your podcast because it is so, it's tangible, it's actionable. And like you've, you've broken down these concepts into something that is just so, it's like you listen to an episode and already I can be thinking, okay, here's what I need to go do with this now. Hmm. Which, which yeah. I think, I think you're creating usefulness in your listeners. I think that's powerful. Well, I mean, thanks. Uh, I, <laughs> again, I think for us too, we have all three of us been a part of, of, um, organizations where we had a, a person that did not model that well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so some of this fight too, for mm-hmm. us is like, we're trying to push push back on the things that we know what, like what you mentioned, people are quitting in mass. You know, I was a part of organizations like that where it was just like people were just bailing out and you can nail it down. I mean, you can look at it. It is so obvious. There's a leadership gap. There's a problem. And I, and I think now more than ever in the line of work that I'm in full time where it's dealing with Gen Z, Gen Y, consistently all the time um there there is this this idea that they they want everything personal and they they want to be checked up on but they also want a long leash and they want this ability mm-hmm. to to think critically and have creative ideas and it's more so you have to learn how to be sort of a boundary setter in leadership as opposed to someone who's overbearing. Mm-hmm. And so that, that organization that has mass people quitting, you know, the, it, the, the next big thing is leadership. It always yeah. will be leadership, you know? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah and it's, it, it takes me back to high school. Um, I remember one time I got me, me and some buddies got sent to the principal's office and I, I don't remember what we did. Something stupid. Uh, but my high school principal, his name was Don Fry. And uh, no idea what Don's up to these days. You know, what's, what's going on with his family or where he, I don't even know where he is. But he had a coffee mug 
on his desk. And I remember seeing this coffee mug and it has stuck with me for, I mean, since high school, I graduated in 1992. So that gives you an idea of, of, of how long this, this concept has hit me. Um, and his coffee mug said this, and I, I think this is, I think this is good for what we're talking about. He said this, it said, if they can't learn the way we teach, then we must teach the way they learn. Mm. And I think that's great advice because if I'm a manager and what I'm doing doesn't work, I've got to find out what makes my people respond and what makes them tick and what makes them want to get up and go do these things and be that, be that behind the scenes leader that the Buffalo way talks about, you know, how, how can I adjust my style to really connect with them so that I'm leading the way they learn mm-hmm. and the way they respond. Uh, and I think part of the disconnect is, is management gets this idea that you know, it's my way or the highway, you know, and that's fine in the military, you know, that's, that's great in those scenarios. But I think if I've got, if I've got a small business and I've got, I've got some employees and we're trying to figure things out, I've got to, I've got to get with them and, and find out how they respond mm-hmm. and what motivates them. What, what is their call to action? What gets them going? Mm-hmm. What makes them stand up and say, let's go. You know, mm-hmm. I've got to under, I've got to get off of my platform and come down to their level and, and find out, you know, they're not responding the way I lead. So I've got to lead in, in such a way that they're going to respond. Yeah, and, I've got to find out what that is. And I think the, the key insight there, mm-hmm. especially for our listeners is, you know, we're not talking about fluffy or man, it's, it's fun to work here. Now we're talking about how do we get people, uh, maybe producing is too transactional a word, but, but getting them to create the results mm-hmm. you want, it takes understanding what they need. Basically. That's right. Right. Now, right. Unfortunately, we're out of time. We've we've totally. <laughs> there's so much more I want to unpack here. Tell me for the listeners, what's like the one thing that they need to go do right now? Russ, uh, go for it. I'll I'll you <laughs> back I, off here. I'm thinking here. Yeah, yeah. I think the the one <laughs> thing, Blake, that that um, creatively they could do, obviously in their organization. I want to tell you two things. One that you could do for <laughs> us. <laughs> if you found this valuable, one that we think will help you, um, I go build a relationship, mm-hmm. step out of the office. If you're a leader right now and go, um, instead of sending an email about checking in on somebody or an instant message, go ask them face to face. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and th- that's going to change your life. I, 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 some, a mentor of mine told me that lives change over one cup of coffee. Mm. And, uh, and so do that for us, go reach out and build a relationship with one of your people. Maybe it's your cubicle mate. I don't know. Just do that. And the second thing you can do is go in and, uh, and check out, um, you know, our stuff on Apple and Spotify and subscribe. I promise you, we won't let you down and we won't, we won't bog up your, your, your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you, we're not going to put out inauthentic content. So um, that's the yeah. one thing you could do. Were you going to something? Go ahead. Yeah, I would say from from my perspective on that, um, as I'm going to go, I'm going to harken back to my days in retail. And uh, I would challenge, you know what, when you're checking out at Walmart, when you're checking out Home Depot, Lowe's, whatever, Starbucks, call the barista, the cashier, whoever it is by name. Uh, and I'll even say this, uh, a lot of times there's one store, Target, 
great place. A lot of times they're new team members. Their tag simply says new team member. Ask them what their name is when you're checking out. Mm. Don't use the self-checkout. Go through a line. Say, hey, what's your name? Oh, hey, Steve, thanks for, thanks for taking care of this for me today. I really appreciate it. Mm. That goes a long way. That goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Russell, Britton, thank you for being here today. Man, thanks, Blake. You're the man. Yep. Blake, thanks for having us on. I'm going to have to catch you at a Young Life meeting too sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buffalo Way Leadership, everybody. Strong, resilient, and completely useful. Be sure you go check out their podcast. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. Make sure you subscribe to it. And hey, by the way, if you enjoyed this episode, if you're a first-time listener, you got to go ahead and click that subscribe button. Definitely leave a five-star review if you enjoyed it. Have a great week, and we will catch you later. See ya.